What's going on? Welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name's Aziz, and welcome back to the Accountable Love Podcast. We have been off for a little while. I took the summer off, went on vacation with my son, came back to spend time with my family because I was gone for a little while. And, you know, between podcasting, having sessions, making content, messages on the move, things of that nature to make sure uh relationship business flourishes. You know, we just need time off to make sure that we're in a good, healthy mental space so we can actually provide the best services for others. But I'm back. And this episode of the Accountable Love podcast is going to be centered around manipulation within relationships. Why do we manipulate in our relationships? Why do we feel the need to manage the people we love? Do we fully understand why we manipulate or that we are manipulating the people we love? Or is society okay with the idea that relationships need to be managed and manipulated and we're just buying in? Well, today I'm going to discuss four ways we might not know we're manipulating in our relationship, but we need to stop. All right, enjoy. When we discuss manipulations within relationships, we actually wrote a blog about it, about the four forms of relationship manipulation. And we want to expand on that on a audio and verbal platform, like a podcast. So, you know, people that don't really want to read the blog and like to listen to podcasts, we can actually extend this piece of information to them so they can enhance their relationships and have more accountable relationships. So. The main focus we want to, you know, the main premise of this podcast, excuse me, is to basically allow you to be more of an effective communicator, allow you not to manipulate or guilt you, the people in you are in relationships with to actually do what you want them to do and actually come to agreements. Because as y'all know, in the Accountable Love podcast, in Love is a Group Journey, the Love Snobs, which is us, we believe that, you know, you should form agreements that you honor, not feel like you have to manipulate people to stay around you or to get what you want. You should come to agreements to move as one unit. So we're going to really tackle four manipulations, four forms of manipulation that society really don't, you know, highlight. And we all fall prey to from time to time. So First form we want to discuss, let's just jump right into it. The first form we want to discuss is monitoring your tone. Now we hear people all the time when you're having back and forth, when you're having a discussion, when, you know, most of the time tone is a big thing when you're disagreeing, right? So we hear the first person say, you know, monitor your tone. And that now starts to distract the actual point or perspective you're trying to go. It creates a, you know, a villain victim dynamic, which now puts a person either in the defense mode or in the offensive mode. We shouldn't ever, we should never feel like we are in conflict with our allies. We have to always remember through conflict, through disagreements, we are still allies. So the way a person speaks their tone of voice, we should understand who they are. That's the main focus on being in a relationship. We know that there are some people that we are in relationships that tell us, that are straightforward 
tell things how they are, are very straight to the point, very black and white, very blunt. And we have uh, people that are very passionate. They speak a little louder than the normal person, but you understand them, you know who they are, you know that that's the way that they choose to communicate. It really is, it is a part of who they are, you know? And then we meet the reserved, quiet person that speaks, you know, very calm, very relaxed. There's different tones and different ways we should conduct ourselves. And obviously we're not lazy thinkers, so we just don't really look at different because there's a right way to communicate and there's a wrong way to communicate. And we're saying the wrong way is to focus more on tone than the message. If you could sort through the way a person is speaking and how loud or how mild or how reserved or how blunt they are and just listen to the message they're trying to relay, that's where we get into agreeing. That's where we come to uh, understanding. If we start any discussion off in talking about tone of voice, Within the back and forth, that's going to now distract the overall point of coming to a solution, a resolution. So we manipulate people because if we're a person that enjoys a more calmer, more, you know, more reserved human being, but we know we're in a relationship with somebody a lot more passionate, a lot more blunt, a lot more straight to the point, a lot more, you know, excited, then they're going to be excited when they're having a discussion. Now you have to understand who that person is. That's where you key in on the identity of the person you're speaking with. You don't bring on outside, you know, rules and regulations into your relationships that y'all didn't both agree upon. You know, they never said they would change the fact that they're passionate. They never thought they would, they would never said that they would change the fact that they are going to be loud. Now we have the other side of it. A person that believes that because you are reserved or because you are relaxed, you're not, you don't care enough. You're not as passionate for that person. And that's obviously the more passionate person, the more straightforward person, the more straight to the point person that believes that because they believe that if you're not being, you know, excited, you're not really passionate about the back and forth, that you're dismissive, you really don't care, you really don't you know, have the emotions towards them that they believe that you should have. So we stop thinking of the person and we look at the rules and what it means to be an effective communicator as maintaining your tone of voice, you know, controlling the tone of voice. What makes you an effective communicator is your ability to look at a point of view or look at a concept and understand context, find truth. You have to have these components to be an effective communicator because you have to have a long-term understanding of where you're trying to go. And in your relationships, when you come in conflict, then you're standing still trying to figure out where you're going to walk. So in turn, y'all want to walk together. You have to sit still and actually have a discussion, have a dialogue, which takes some yelling, some shouting, some, you know, some coming to understanding, some pausing, some explaining to a person, you know, like, Calm down. Let's get back to the point. Redirecting things of that nature. That's what allows you to be an effective communicator. Your ability to stay on track, your ability to stay on topic, your ability to look for a solution, an agreement, walking together. Tone of voice is going to distract that. Coming up with tone of voice is manipulative. It now makes a person or now 
says to the person that what you're doing is wrong, who you are is wrong, because ultimately how they express themselves is right or wrong. It's not how they express themselves. It's are they expressing themselves effectively? Are they staying on topic? Are they actually still focused on the overall point of coming together? Are they being irrational? You know, does the point of view or their perspective have have a clear understanding or is it rational? That's what we need to focus on. So when we're having these back and forth, we need to stop being in our relationships, more focus on their tone or whether they're disrespecting us with their tone and look at what they're saying, look at what they're trying to accomplish, look at their goals, because that's the main focus. You want to focus on a person's goal. So when you are in your relationships, I want you to really be mindful of not bringing up tone of voice and really start listening to the person that's speaking. Because you know that we all are going to express ourselves in different ways. We all have a different way of doing things. But you chose the person that you're actually expressing yourself and actually having a discussion with. You chose to be in a life. You chose to spend a life with them. So really get to know the person and really get to know how they conduct themselves. All right. So that's the first, you know, form of manipulation in relationships when it comes to, you know, having a dialogue or communicating. So the next point, the next form of manipulation when it comes to having a romantic partnership, friendship, you know, even talking to your kids or your kids speaking to you is I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue. We hear people say this all the time. And they are saying it as if they're saving the relationship. They're saying it as if they're the taking the high road. They're saying it as if they're the more well-rounded and more rational person in the relationship. Let's be clear here. Arguing is just a tool to resolve issues, or it can be a tool to add to the fire. We choose that. We choose that based on the rationale. If we're arguing for something that it's not going to be productive and something that is preference that's not going to really hurt or strengthen the relationship, but it's going to cause somebody to get rid of or lose something about their their identity that makes them who they are. Yeah, it could add fuel to the fire. Yes, we argue in points that can't really be, you know, completed or a point that can't really be accomplished. Right. Nothing could be accomplished from that argument. But one person doesn't decide that. That's something that we have to agree on. We have to, if one person believes that we're arguing and we're having a back and forth, we're having conflict about something that can just be resolved with two people having a clear understanding that though they're separate in that situation, doesn't hurt the fact that they can still walk together or they still can be in a relationship. It just takes a level head. But that does take conflict and that does take having a clear understanding of hearing another person's perspective outside of yours. When we see arguing, we just see the heat of the battle. We see a heated argument. We see the heat. We don't see the fact that it's just a conflict in belief systems. It's a conflict in agreements. It's a conflict in, you know, ideologies. It's a conflict in the way we want to conduct something. It's a conflict in preference. It's a conflict and where we're going. And that conflict will hurt the relationship if it stays unresolved. So you, in turn, you argue your point of view, you argue perspective. Is there a healthy way of doing this? Yes. Take turns, listen, hear each other out, have rules and regulations on how y'all decide to argue. 
but to say I don't want to argue is now taking away a component of a relationship that actually allows you to, you know, solve conflict, allows you to solve your issues. So you don't you want to argue all the time. Anytime there's a conflict, you want to meet it head on. You want to have the dialogue. You want to have the discussion. Yes, yeah, sometimes you run into situations where it's time and place. You run into situations where you can't argue at the moment. You run it, but you don't say, I don't want to argue. You express why you can't argue at this moment. Don't now belittle the fact that the tool of arguing is something that is going to be used in relationships daily. It's something that you need to actually have an effective relationship. And a lot of people don't tell you this. A lot of people are, they cater to the person avoiding the conflict. They cater to the person that's saying, oh, all I want is peace. You can't have peace without truly understanding the other person's point of view. So when you want peace, you hear people out, y'all hear each other out, then y'all come to an agreement you both can live with. That's maturity. That's coming to a resolution. That's a relationship. That's a accountable relationship, a healthy relationship. So arguing is a strong component of a accountable and healthy relationship. You do want to argue. You just have certain instances where you can't argue at the time, or you have certain instances where you don't think the argument is worth the relationship or worth the time. You have to express that, but it's not because you don't want to argue. It's because you don't see the point in arguing at that moment. You don't see that that situation is going to benefit the relationship. So it's like, why address it or why attack it at that moment? But as long as somebody else thinks that it does, you have to even have an argument about that because you have to see what the validity of that person's claim is. So take the time, have the patience. Don't run from conflict. Don't run from something that is going to divide you. Any form of conflict will divide you because you're walking on separate sides of the street. You're walking in opposite directions. You want to be on the same page. This is your relationships. These are your allies. These are the people you want to experience life with. So no, you're not going to agree on everything, but you can find a way to come to agreement. It's where accountability lies. It's like we do not just disagree or agree to disagree. It's lazy. We want to come to agreements that we both could understand and accept. And everybody won't get their way. Sometimes it's one person's perspective that wins out. It's sometimes the other person's perspective that wins out. Sometimes y'all form a whole different agreement where you both can understand it and it's reasonable and you meet somewhere in the middle. The bottom line is you want to argue. So don't manipulate the constructs. Don't manipulate the individual. Don't tug at their emotions or don't now avoid and escape by saying, I don't want to argue because all it is is avoidance and escaping. It's actually what it is. So embrace arguing. Embrace the idea that you are going to have conflict daily because you're living with somebody that has a separate idea. They have a separate understanding. They learn at a different speed. So it's going to take patience. It's going to take time. But you know in their heart and you know in their core values and you know who they are at their core, at their foundation, that this is the person or these are the people you want in your life forever. So they're worth worth arguing with. So I want you to change your mentality. Start thinking of this person is worth arguing with to come to understanding because I cherish the relationship. So don't be the person that manipulates the constructs by saying, I don't want to argue when it's an effective tool and it's a necessary tool. Take the time to explain if you can't argue at the moment and why.
but you make sure you revisit it because having conflict and staying in a relationship is not healthy. It eats, it eats away at your relationship slowly, but surely. So that's the second um, form of manipulation that we really, you know, we highlight and we allow people to slip away and just get away with in our society or in our relationships. I don't want to argue is not a good enough reason not to engage in an argument. So if you're saying that out your mouth, you're manipulating the constructs and you need to give further context. Okay. The third is let's not bring up the past. Now, if you heard us in other podcasts or you watching, you read any of our blogs or watch any of our messages on the moves, you understand that we believe in the past. We believe in bringing up the past. We believe in having the past a part of the overall construction of the relationship because the past is an indication of who we are. We deal with track record. Track record is something that can be changed over time, but it is a part of who we were. So therefore, we have the ability to give somebody an informed decision because those things, no matter what we want to say, come back. They come back to haunt us. And we always want people abreast on what they might encounter going forward. If you was a criminal in your past and you run into somebody that, you know, you had conflict with, that person walking with you needs to understand who that person is, why that person may attack you or may not attack you, whatever it is. If you had an ex you slept with, you had, you know, you slept with a bunch of people in your past, you know, you have, you know, men and we can say it's their ego, but let's be honest. Like we want to understand that we're in a room with somebody and we want to understand why people are laughing or talking or whispering. And we need to be able to understand that. We walk in a room, we slept with maybe two people in the room. You know, we want to understand male or female. You want to understand that, okay, you slept with two people in the room, it's your past. I understand it. I digested it. I'm clear on who you are and who you were then. I'm clear that you're a wife now or you're a husband now. You're committed now. And we move on from that. We all had a past. But don't avoid discussing the past because that gives us uh, ability to make informed decisions. So anybody you hear saying that, I, you might not want to be in a committed relationship with them because you know that they just want to avoid certain things in their past. They want to avoid speaking about their past. So they haven't really changed who they were as a person, because if you evolve, you could explain what you did and you could explain how you evolved. This relationship shouldn't be rushed. No relationship should be rushed. If you are committing to a friend, you're committing to a partner or a romantic partner, excuse me, you're committing to being a parent. All of this stuff is a part of who you are and a part of the commitment. And you believe that you're going to be in this commitment for a life. It's not something that's just going to pass. So why are we rushing the connection? Take the time. Get to know each other. Talk about the past. Talk about the present. Talk about where we want to go in the future. All those components is what constructs a relationship, what constructs a healthy and accountable relationship. Don't manipulate people to avoid. All these things we're talking about is avoidance. It's hurting the relationships. It's manipulation. It's now tugging on a person's ability to have their own secrets or their own quote unquote identity. But we are here to identify. You decided to now merge. So a part of your identity is the person you're merging with or the people you're merging with. Don't believe that there's this whole idea that there's some things left for you. 
No, you're going to experience some things independently, but the people that are in your life understand that this is something that you're experiencing independently. They still have a clear understanding of what you're experiencing. They still ask you about the experience. They still want to understand the experience, even if they're not experiencing with you directly. We got to change what experience is. Experience ain't just the act of doing. It's also observing. It's also seeing. It's also being told a story. So, yeah, we want to be in your life. Doesn't mean we have to be experience everything that you experience. We don't have to experience all the sexual um, contact you have. We don't have to experience all the abuse you may may have experienced. We don't want to understand you might not want to feel damaged or have a person feeling sorry for you or looking down on you from your past. But let them. It will it will evaluate who's going to accept you fully for who you are. Because once they accept that part of you, it's all uphill from there. There's nothing else you can't tell them because you already told them the things that you're the most ashamed about. So start off with the shame because nobody leaves the past when it's great. I mean, it's a rare rare person that doesn't want to talk about the past when it's great or when they hold the past in high esteem. So obviously it's a secret or something that you feel that they're going to judge you for and they have the right to judge you. This is the rest of their life. They're committing to you. So they have to let them make a judgment, let them make a determination, let them make an informed decision. But don't manipulate them by saying, don't bring up the past. The past needs to be brought up. If you cheated on them, they're going to bring up the past until they get over it. You the one that cheated. So that's a manipulation. You got to understand that though they said that they're willing to um, reconcile, they're willing to move forward doesn't mean that they don't need to, to talk about what happened in the past to move forward. You the one that committed the crime. You can't dictate how a person gets over it. You just understand that this person cares about you enough and wants to build the love back and the relationship back enough where they're willing to have you in their life to give them the understanding of what happened in the past. At this point, you're the tool to get them getting over it by being open to talk about it as many times as they want to talk about it. So bring up the past, bring up the past to strengthen your present, to excel in the future. It's all connected. Stop looking at them as separate entities. They're all a part of who you are and who you were. They're all a part of how you're going to respond. So when you understand your past and you're comfortable with it and you're able to discuss it, when you did something wrong to somebody and you're able to look them in the face and say, I'm willing to work through it with you, no matter how many times you want to discuss it, let's do it. Then you know you have a person that's in your life and is ready to actually be a part of your life because they're really sorry about what they did. They're not just with you because you're safe. They're not just with you because, you know, the other thing didn't work out. They're with you because they're like, no, we need to get this taken care of because I'm willing to work on it. I'm willing to get back to where I was because I lost your trust. So on all instances, when you mean somebody new, when you hurt somebody, when you, you know, experience something, bring it up, whether it's a trauma whether it's something that anybody, anything that happened to you is now happening to that person because they're in a relationship with you and they need to know your triggers. They need to know what's going to make you respond to something. And the only way they're going to know that is if you're open to talk about it and discuss it with them, no matter how hard it is. Give them your past. Give them your past of everything, good, bad, 
and everything in between. All right. So don't manipulate people by saying or push them away by saying, I don't want to bring up the past. Bring up the past. All right. And allow people to bring up the past. Start the dialogue. See why they're bringing it up. Understand them. It starts a dialogue. Anything brought up. So that's the third component of, you know, being in a relationship or manipulating people within the relationship. Those are words and phrases that we use that may actually hurt the relationship that we don't discuss enough in our society. Next, let's discuss don't judge me. Now, this is one of the things that I heard us talk about it when we had the podcast about guilt shouldn't be used as a weapon in the relationship. But let's expand on that. Don't judge me. This is the biggest manipulation we see in our society. Nobody wants to be judged. Nobody wants to sit in the courtroom and be judged because they don't want to feel less than. In our minds, we're all lawyers or we're all, we're not on trial, so we shouldn't be judged. But we are on trial every day. We make one wrong turn. We're going to be judged by a harsher penalty, a harsher, you know, judge, a harsher system. So this is our relationships. Our relationships is all about judging us and making sure that we're making great judgments because it doesn't just affect us. It affects, affects everybody involved. So we need to judge each other. We need to have a clear understanding on when somebody's being selfish. That's a judgment. When somebody's being faithful. That's a judgment. When somebody's, you know, being sneaky, that's a judgment. When somebody has betrayed us, that's a judgment. All of those things are judgments. When somebody's accountable, that's a judgment. We're making a judgment call. So understand the unhealthy part of life is prejudging. You don't want to judge a person, quote unquote, judge a person before you got all the information. Now that's, I can get with. If a person is saying, listen, you didn't even hear the full story. You didn't hear a clear understanding. So don't prejudge me. That's what we should be saying on a regular basis. That's what damages relationships and hurts connections. Prejudging. But once you hear the story from a person's mouth or a person's mouth or you're telling a person a story, they have the right to judge you based on that story. They might not want to be in your life anymore. That's why you're giving them choice. You're giving them choice by telling them the story. You give them the choice by telling them a secret. You give them the choice by telling them an indiscretion. You also give them the choice by telling them all the positive things that happen in your life. Maybe they don't want to be a part of it. Maybe they feel less than once you're telling them all the things you have accomplished. The whole point is you will be judged. It's a human right to judge because this is relationships. When we say all the time that there's 8 billion people on this earth and you choose a few to be in relationships with, Anybody that doesn't choose that few and they just decide they want to be in relationships with everybody, I'm sure those are the people that don't want to be judged. I'm sure those are the people that don't want any commitment because judgment is a part of the commitment process. We're judging who we want in our lives and we're judging who we don't want in our lives. So once we hire somebody, or once we encourage somebody or embrace somebody or we acknowledge somebody will be a part of our life and we're forming a commitment with them, not just for the moment, but a lifetime commitment. We're saying we don't have room for another person that may have wanted to be in our life. We don't have room for several other people that could have possibly been in our lives, but we don't have that room anymore. 
Once we say, this is the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life romantically, and now we're married or in a committed relationship, we are judging everybody else that's not in a relationship with us because we have put this person on a pedestal. This person's the number one person in our life. Once we decide that we, this person is going to be our friend, and these five people are going to be our friend, and we decided this is what the standard of what a friend is, is these five people because they enhance my life and I enhance their life. That's judging everybody outside of that. They don't meet the criteria of this friendship. And that is judging your friends because they meet the criteria. They do something outside of the criteria to harm you. They do something outside of the criteria to cause havoc. They cross a boundary which are also a good thing within relationships. You want boundaries. You just want to make sure within the boundaries, there's love, a connection, there's an ability to, for each person to actually get satisfactory out of life. So y'all set the boundaries together. But once you set the boundaries together, it's an agreement. And there's now there's, you're going to be judged based on those agreements. So you got to play within the boundaries. But once you go outside of the boundaries, you will be judged. And in some instances, you will be judged harshly because you agreed as well as they agreed. So to break your word, how does somebody trust a person that's going to break their word without consulting or reexamining the agreement with the person? Now, in life, we learn. In life, we have agreements at maybe 15 that we don't have at 30. Because we we have learned, we have, you know, made adjustments to those agreements. Yeah, but that's something we do together. That's something we do with the other people we agreed with. We can't make the agreement independent of and then shove it down their face and shove it down their throat, excuse me, and then say, don't judge me. No, you're going to be judged because you went outside the agreement, whether it's beneficial or it wasn't beneficial. The first person that just acts without having a discussion and an agreement in place before they act. They're destroying the relationship, no matter how positive or negative it is. You have to make sure that you keep people in the loop and keep people abreast on what's going on. And you will be judged for that. You will be judged for your ability to communicate. You will be judged for your ability to open up. You will be judged for your ability to close up. You will be judged for your inability to be present. You will be judged for your discretions. You will be your indiscretion, excuse me. You will be judged by how you can be dis show discretion. You will be judged for all of it because we all have a standard. And when you have a standard, that comes with judgment. So you can't on one breath talk about, you know, I have a standard and I'm high quality and I'm, I know that I deserve the best and all this other stuff that we watch people, you know, eat up from the self-help gurus, right? And then in other breath, they're not telling a full story because the other breath means that you have to judge people based on those standards. You have to decide who's going to be in your life based on those standards, based on that value, based on the things that you deserve. You can't say everybody deserves high value and then now allow people in your life that's not putting you in that high value or not displaying that high value for you. And if you now say, I'm only going to allow people in my life that's of this high value or that is in my standard of life. You're judging everybody that you're not letting in as well as the people you are letting in. So understand judgment is a positive. It just can be used negatively when 
we prejudge when we judge without having a full understanding of the situation without or we're now prejudging a person based on our belief systems versus their belief systems. That's another component of it. You make a judgment based on what they told you they are, what they told you they believe in. If I'm Muslim and that person's Christian, we're having a discussion. I can't judge them on Muslim beliefs. I got to judge them on Christian beliefs. But once they go outside of their Christian beliefs, as a friend, I have to now tell them whether it benefits me as a Muslim. I have to tell them they went outside their Christian beliefs. And I'm going to judge them for that because they're not supposed to leave the idea of Christ without having a clear understanding that they're ready to leave it without consulting with all the people that they have told that they are Christian, having a discussion with those people. That's a connection. You don't sever a connection independent of. You go and have a discussion. So understand there's so many ways you wake up every day and daily you will be judged. And the more you look at it as a negative thing, the more you're telling everybody they don't have the right to choose. Because in choice comes judgment. So you can't have it both ways. So understand everything you choose you're making a determination for somebody else in your life and all the people that's not going to be in your life. And you're placing a judgment based on your choices because choice without judgment, you're going to have a lot of bad decisions you make. You need strong values and judgment and standards and things of that nature to make informed and decisions that will lead you into a positive direction. Unfortunately, moving up leaves a lot of people behind. So think about this. Every time you commit to anybody, you're closing the door on a whole bunch of other people. So commit wisely, embrace being in a relationship and embrace judgment. So those are the four, you know, forms of manipulation we're going to talk about in relationships. Now, obviously, there's more. Obviously, we could have been here all day because we are accountable relationship builders. And this is what we do. We think about this stuff. We talk about this stuff. We research this stuff. We discuss this stuff and we educate people on this stuff. But I wanted to highlight those four or I wanted to highlight these four components, regardless of its tone of voice, you know, not wanting to argue, you know, not bringing up the past, not judging a person. I want to highlight every last one of those, that four, because without those four components or not being mindful of those four components, you're unconsciously, whether consciously or unconsciously, destroying your relationship slowly. You're not really embracing the people in your life. You're controlling and managing the people in your life by using those terms. And it's a form of manipulation. And it breeds guilt. It breeds a lot of different emotions within your relationships that you don't need. You want a free relationship where people are open to be everything they need to be. And we're making determinations based on the people that's in our lives and based on what we want in our lives. If a person changed and it doesn't suit you, you should be able to make that decision. So think about it. Do you want to strengthen your relationships or do you want to manage your relationships? And there's a big difference. So this has been another Accountable Love podcast. As we said in the beginning, we have been away from y'all for a little while, but we're back. And, you know, we will be posting podcasts from now on on Mondays. I mean, not on Mondays anymore. Sorry. We're going to be posting them on Wednesdays now. So, you know, look for our podcast. This is our podcast. 
listen to it with the people you, you know, love and care about the most, your loved ones, and have dialogue. Start the dialogue. Whether you agree with us or not, you know, it will start a dialogue. And you could decide what type of relationship you want because it is your choice. You're deciding the relationship you want. We're just giving you tools and things of that nature to help you now strengthen your relationships and strengthen your foundation so your house don't crumble. All right? So this is another Accountable Love podcast. My name is Aziz. Enjoy. 